Welcome to the Aurora Cornerstone Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We hope today's message is an encouragement to you. Years ago, I used to celebrate the whole weekend. I would, I, the congregation, we'd just like party it up Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then I had some of my uh, dear friends who were more traditional pastors uh, from different maybe denominations. And they were saying, I'm just a little too excited on Friday. They said, I need to tone it down. It needs to be somber. It needs to be reflective. It needs to be meditative. It needs to be uh, reflecting on suffering. And I get it. And I understand that because sometimes we forget the cost of what went into our salvation. So today, I want us to go to, and my title this morning is simply, What Will You Leave at the Cross? And it's taken from a text found in Galatians in Galatians chapter, Galatians chapter uh, six, because we're to we're to leave things. Hebrews twelve tells us we're to leave some stuff at the cross. In our salvation, we're to leave our sins. We're to leave things at the cross, and so in doing so, we need to. Uh, reflect on these things. And so Paul was making a very powerful statement. I've used this statement many a time. I would like it to be my statement. In Galatians chapter 6, he says in verse 14, may I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Two things, he says, may my boast be in the cross of Christ. You know, really, we have huge celebrations around Christmas and Christ's birth, but if we're really to get excited, it's about the cross. It's about his death and his resurrection. That's what he boasts in. If there's anything he's going to rise up and say, I take my stand on this hill, it's the hill of the cross. And he says the reason why, in, in the last part of verse 14, he says, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. In other words, the world does not have a place in my heart. I crucified the world. I crucified the desires of the world. I crucified my passion for this world because my passion is for Christ. My heart is for him. This world will never have us in its heart. So let's not have the world in our heart. But Jesus had us in his heart when he went to the cross. So let's have Jesus in our heart. So I want to say three things. We need to, when, when we look at these texts and we realize that we need to leave something at the cross, what did Jesus leave at the cross? And, and, and really God left everything at the cross that day. He laid it all down. He gave us his son on our behalf, substituting on our behalf, who would on our behalf wipe out our sin. And his death and then subsequent resurrection he laid it all on the cross. And when Jesus went to the cross, his final words, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Father, forgive them. And it was the forgiveness that flowed from the cross. That's our forgiveness of salvation today. It's not automatic. Just because Jesus went to the cross and he rose from the dead doesn't mean that we're saved. But we must believe in him. We must place our faith and surrender our lives to his lordship. And then he forgives us of our sins and cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Jesus laid it all at the cross. So what am I to leave at the cross? What's the exchange at the cross? What do I give? 
Well, you know, when Jesus was born, he was born to be killed. Yes, we're all born to die. I remember somebody telling me years ago that the moment a person is born, they begin to die. That's a little morbid, but it's true. But not all of us prayerfully will be killed. Jesus was born to be killed. And they tried to take his life days after his birth. You have in Matthew chapter 2, verse 13, where Herod, the king, was going around. He wanted to know where Jesus was. The Bible says, verse 13, so he could kill him. Basically, in Herod's mind, his philosophy was, there's only room in this corner of the world for one king. And Herod intended it for it to be him. He tried to kill Jesus when he was young. We know that when Jesus grew up, he, as soon as he started into public ministry, his own hometown tried to stone him. His own brothers tried to lock him up. He had a following of over 70 that tracked all over the place, Galilee with Jesus. And when it came time when he was arrested and tried, they all disappeared. I mean, Jesus, Jesus was not highly popular among those who were threatened by what he represented. And his life at the cross, Jesus was not killed. He laid his life down. He surrendered himself as a lamb to the slaughter. Jesus gave us his life. So I want to come back to this point, three points, very quickly. Three things that I'm going to encourage you to leave at the cross today. Number one, because Jesus bore your sins to the cross, would you now leave your sins there? Leave your sins there at the cross. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So in other words, sin means missing the mark. Your sins, your shame, your failure, your condemnation, your rebellion, your hatefulness, your shortcomings, your deeds, we need to leave them at the cross. We need to leave our selfish moods, our lies, our binges, the flip-flopping in today, out tomorrow of our faith. We need to leave them at the cross. It's important to grab a hold of what was spoken of. There was a uh, where Paul was speaking of what Christ had committed himself in Romans eleven twenty seven from the Message Bible. It says, and this is my commitment, Christ's commitment to my people, removal of their sins. He's committed himself to remove our sins. When you think about it, when he went to the cross, he not only forgave us, he not only, he not only uh, saved us, but he actually removed all our sins. When I stumble and fall, May my first steps back be the direction of the cross. Leave my sin there this morning. Before we hit the button and end session in just a few minutes, my prayer is that every single one listening to this, maybe later in podcast, every single one listening to this, would you today, would you now, whatever sins have accumulated, whatever has been on your heart, whatever is grabbing a hold of your spirit, leave your sins at the cross and encourage you that this is not something you want to take away from it, but that you leave this at the cross. 1 John 1, 9. If we admit our sins, make a clean breast of them, he won't let us down. He'll be true to himself. He'll forgive our sins 
and purge us of all wrongdoing. Leave our sins at the cross. The second thing I think we should be leaving at the cross is we need to leave our lists at the cross. L-I-S-T-S, our lists. You heard me. Uh, maybe you heard the story about the man who was bitten by the dog. The man was bitten by the dog, and when he learned that the dog had rabies, he made a list. He began to write on this list. The doctor told him and says, listen, there's no need for you to write a, or to make a will. Rabies are cured these days. And the man said, oh, no, 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 I'm not making a will. I'm making a list of all the people I want to bite. You know, we make those lists of the people that have hurt us, that have done us dirt. And, and we get lists. I've got lists. We have these lists of those that we aren't quite prepared to release them to God. I mean, you've already learned that friends are not always friendly. Neighbors are not always neighborly. Some workers never work, and some bosses are really bossy. Some promises made are not always promises kept. And just because someone is called your dad doesn't mean they were your dad. And even though they said yes at the altar, they said no to your marriage. Yeah. God knows that we want to take it into our own hands and bite them. We shouldn't be keeping lists, though. Can you leave your list at the cross this morning? That's one of the things that before we went on live, I began to think through what's on my list. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 5, love doesn't keep score of the sins of others. Another translation says, love doesn't keep record of the wrongs. If, I, if I'm going to go to the cross and be a follower of Jesus, I've got to leave my lists at the foot of the cross. God wants it. The Apostle Paul said it this way in Colossians 3.13. He says, if, any, if someone does wrong to you, forgive that person. Because, well, the Lord forgave you. I mean, Jesus would say, listen, if you, if you pray and you have a list, you have something against someone, get rid of it. Look after it. Then come back and pray, because I actually can't answer the prayers until you do. We need to leave our list at the cross. So I'm going to invite you those two things. First of all is sins, things, your shortcomings. Can we leave them there today? Secondly, our lists, the people and their people, the people we want to bite. <laughs> We need to leave it there. Trust God that he can look after that. We don't have to. And forgive them and begin to bless them. The third thing I want to leave in the last one is leave your worries at the cross. Next time you're worried about your health, and there's many worried about their health right now. We have this pandemic upon us. It's a crisis in our day. And those who are susceptible or us carriers of that which would make others susceptible has elevated our fear, our worries, our health. Maybe you're worried about your house right now. If you're going to be able to keep your house, you don't know if you can pay your rent. 
A number of you are laid off. A number of you aren't able to get work. Or if you have work, you have partial time. Or if you even have partial time, I visited, you know, if I can, I try to slip into some, some of the fast foods around just to give them some support. And they're telling me anywhere from 10% to 30%, that's all they've got of business, 10% to 30% of business. My heart goes in that their doors are open, but it's costing more to fire up their burners. And so am I going to be able to pay rent? I worry about that. Am I going to be able to, my family, are they okay? Some of you, your family is overseas. Your family is in other parts of our country. And are they okay? Some of us have family members who are in nursing homes. How are they doing? Some of them may be in hospitals. And we worry. Can you just with me for a moment this morning? I just, I, I'm a person of imagination. And I imagine the hill on which Jesus is crucified. And can you join me in just that? It's just in your imagination, going to the hill. We call it Golgotha. We call it the hill of the skull. We call it Calvary, whatever you need to call it. We go to the hill and we behold what Jesus did 2,000 years ago. I mean, we may even just take that spear that was thrust into his side and rub our thumb over it, the sharpness of it, what the spear did to him. We might hold those big old nails in our hands, the cold nails that were jammed through his flesh or even just put our hands on that rugged tree and feel the ruggedness of it. Maybe we would look at the dirt on the ground at the bottom of the cross clumping up because of his blood. Here's the point that do you really think that all that he accomplished on the cross that day when he died and then rose again from the grave, do we really think he can't handle my worries today? You see, if I go back and if I, if I forget about the cross, if I refuse to revisit that, and I need to, and I think maybe we need to, to revisit that for a moment of all that he conquered that day, that he can't take my worries today. Wow. I invite you, give that to him. Give your concerns, give your worries. And we're not undermining them but we're handing them over because it doesn't do us any good to worry. It doesn't do us any good to fret. But in all things, we lean on him. We trust in him and he will direct our paths. Romans 8:32. God did not keep back his own son, but gave him for us. If God did this, then won't he freely give us everything else? If God did all that he did, then can we not trust him for our fears and our worries? It's a big ask, but he's a bigger God. And he conquered that 2,000 years ago, that we don't have to carry that today. So I come back and I close with Galatians 6.14. Maybe we better understand it. Paul says, may I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. In other words, when I crucify to the world, I'm going to leave things at the cross. I'm going to leave my sin. And maybe you need to do that right now. Would you pray and leave your sin there today? Maybe your list. Would you leave your list at the cross today? Whoever it is, whatever they did, it's not worth it. And would you leave your worries? There's lots to worry about. Never a shortage of worries. But today I choose 
It's a choice. I choose to leave them at the cross this good Friday. And I don't want to take them back up. There's a song we're going to sing in just a moment. And the words go like this. Savior, I come. Quiet my soul. Remember. Redemption's hill where your blood was spilled for my ransom. Everything I once held dear, I counted all as lost. Lead me to the cross. You were as I, tempted and tried, human. The word became flesh, bore my sin and death. But now you're risen. Everything I once held dear, I counted all as lost. Lead me to the cross where your love poured out. Bring me to my knees. Lord, I lay me down. Rid me of myself. I belong to you. Lead me. Lead me to the cross. Thanks for listening to the Aurora Cornerstone podcast. Remember to subscribe. For more information about our church and our ministries, visit auroracornerstone.ca.